direct from Fort Meade, Maryland, this is Infos Live. All right, folks, welcome to, again to another edition of Denfo's Live. Today, we're going to be talking about the Mass Communication Foundation's course, and I have with me not one, but two guests, and we brought out the catch. If you would, please join me, ladies. First off, Tech Sergeant Shelby K. Fantosi. Thank you very much for being here. You walked in very officially. And also, Elise Lalison. Thank you, ladies, very much for being with us today. Let's go ahead and have a seat. And if you would, um, explain to me what you do. What do, you, what do you, what's your role at Denfo's? We'll start with that. As an instructor at DINFOS, I have had the great pleasure of working in the previous Air Force specific course for one year, and now a little more than two years in the Mass Communication Foundations course. I got in on the ground floor with Elise for the very first iteration of the course. I'm now on my fifth iteration and teach photography primarily. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you. And Elise, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I've been at DINFO since 2014. I started off as an instructor for the Navy's basic mass communication specialist course and then uh, switched to MCF, taught with Shelby for a while, and now I've been an academic director since January of last year. Perfect. And there's a third party that's helping us out, social media, uh, behind the scenes, going to be answering questions. Who is that? Uh, that is Jonathan Carmichael. So he also taught MCF, the, the pilot iteration along with Shelby and I, and uh, now he's an acting academic director for MCF as well. Perfect. Okay. And like I said, he'll be taking questions behind the scenes. Anything we can't answer here, he'll take care of there as well. And then we have Petty Officer Pierre Foy, as always, uh, with us on, uh, on set. She'll be answering questions uh, from the internet, um, literally. <laughs> Live. Okay, so let's let's go ahead and start. We're one year into this. That's why we've got the balloon. Aww. Happy anniversary, ladies. Um, one year <laughs> of instruction. Um, tell me a little bit about MCF, and I'm going to use MCF just because it's well, it's easier to say. Um, so what is what is it? Just give me the big picture, um, if you would. You can start. <laughs> All right. Um, MCF is a 108 training day course that covers all of the different skills. Um, a new uh, graduate in any of our branches, merged, PA, VI, communication strategy, career field might need. So our students start with um, some communication fundamentals, some basic PA um, stuff. They get into a little bit of news writing as well early in the course. Then photography fundamentals, multimedia fundamentals is where they start working in graphic design, video fundamentals, and then we get to more advanced um, uh, more advanced units for each of those skill sets. Okay. At the very end of the class, they do a capstone and try putting everything together in sort of a simulated media campaign. Interesting. So, from the from when it started, you know, I mean, you've had a, a year to sort of refine. Um, mm -hmm. How has that process been uh, over the year? What <laughs> changes have taken place? Well, it's been a tough first year because, of course, we did this at the same time that we had this pandemic, you know, right. side by side. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, there, there have been changes that are temporary changes because of the pandemic. Uh, we've had to kind of change the parameters for some assignments to make sure that they were conducted safely, but still meeting those, those critical training objectives that they're supposed to be learning. So that's sure. been a tough one. And then there have been some uh, more permanent changes, everything from updating lesson plans to reflect a new regulation to uh, giving more time to a particular assignment because instructor and student feedback has been, hey, we need more, more time for this assignment. So just things like that. Um, that's what I've seen. 
Maybe to add? Yeah, absolutely. Just that, um, you know, when Elise and I started, it was one team of, of six or seven instructors uh, working together on the pilot um, iteration of MCF. Now 18 different teaching teams are, are um, engaging with that material at any given time. So um, there's actually a formal process for instructors to make suggestions on improvements in the course. Okay. And um, I think that's been used pretty efficiently yeah. to um, evolve MCF and watch it sort of continue to grow as we're in the course teaching it. It's pretty interesting. Cool. So with the COVID, uh, when you had to go to more of a virtual environment, did you did you did that affect the student throughput, or did your class sizes stay the same? How did how did that affect, or did you were you able to maintain that? There were a couple of classes that started with fewer numbers. So 12 is the minimum and then 24 is the maximum. Got it, okay. And there, there were a couple of classes that I think we were, we were right about at the 12 um, just because of keeping the class sizes small, especially initially when everything was happening and we were sort of like, oh, what do we do? You know? <laughs> and there weren't, wasn't really a lot of uh, guidelines coming out yet from the DOD. So you know, a lot of calls were made and I think they were the right calls. And one of them was we, we did start with some smaller class sizes and of course, um, well, not of course, but uh, there was also, we had to factor in um, students coming from basic training and whether or not any of them possibly came and they were sick. And so, you know, there mm. were different reasons why our numbers were small for a couple of classes. But for the most part, we've been able to stay pretty close to that 24 all the way through. That's great. So no, no real impact to the services in numbers of students coming through or the time. I believe there was a was a no fail mission in the DOD for um, yeah. <laughs> maintaining the training pipeline. That's so awesome. everyone everyone did their best there. Good. So what, what um, I don't know how to phrase this. What is a fleet um, you know or, or a, a unit? What should they expect from a student who goes through that course and then gets to them? What should you know? What when it says foundations? What what should they expect of them? Yeah, I, uh, when my last class graduated, I told them on graduation day that in a room full of K-bars, you are going to be a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> so there might be people uh, with greater depth in a skill set than you, um, but you have the breadth. Um, and I do also um, occasionally speak with NCO friends that I have from previous uh, assignments um, and let them know um, the graduate you're getting is different. They've picked up some skill sets um, that I think are really important, uh, especially with respect to interpreting command messages um, into products mm -hmm. and putting those products out in the world. Um, but they might not have the depth of experience in one subject matter that you're used to. Okay. So I, I do think it becomes um, uh, a little bit more important for the NCO to be really involved in their troops um, development, their on-the-job training when they get to that first assignment. Okay, fair enough. So we're going to actually talk a little bit about those uh, called plus four, the, mm, the advanced mm -hmm. training. We're going to talk about those in a minute, but first let's go over to social media. We'll take a couple questions because we really do want to answer uh, the questions that are live and get to those and then I can ask you these questions anytime. Really. Sure. Okay, mm -hmm. so Petty Officer Pierre Foy, hit us with whatever you got coming in. Yeah, so we have a couple of viewers. Um, the people are still rolling in, so get on in here to learn about MCF. But our first question is from Mr. Joe Morgan. And the question is, what resources are there for prior service members attending this new course? Hmm. So, 
I guess I would be curious <laughs> um, what sort of resources that that person was looking for. So prior service, service member, maybe cross training into the career field. I would I would assume maybe um, because they've already established themselves in one particular rating or sure. well for the Navy rating. Shout out to MC's Mass Communication Specialist. You know the, <laughs> the course is named after us, so that's a good thing. Wow. Well, they um, <laughs> I mean, don't hate, don't hate. but. Uh, I would assume, you know, you, you might have some people coming who are already enlisted and coming back and like, what what are we supposed to get out of this, right? Ooh, so I would say um, if that person is just looking for somewhere to go to learn more about DINFOS and about the course, then they could go right to the DINFOS website. So dinfos.dma.mil is where you would be able to see things like... Um, course schedules, a course catalog with specific descriptions of not only our MCF class, but all the intermediate and officer level courses we have as well. Um, and updates um, related to COVID about the logistics of getting here safely um, <laughs> and participating in class in a, in a healthy way. Um, the other site that I think they could take a look at would be the DINFOS Pavilion. Absolutely. That's where you're gonna see um, I would say not only some some basic education on what we do, mm -hmm. but see almost a showcase of mm -hmm. all of our skill sets and um, case studies on specific work people in our career field have done. I think outside of that, we don't have many questions as of yet. So I think outside of that for uh, fleet returnees coming in, mm -hmm. if you could showcase, sell it, what, what are they gonna get when they come back for MCF? Because they probably, haven't you know they probably don't feel like they need to come back or they have they need to get those foundational skills man i would say that no matter your experience in your branch um and no matter the experience you have just as a service member telling stories like with the pals with the buds uh in your branch about your job you know to your families back at home or whatever else um what you're gonna pick up in mcf is the ability to take a specific idea, probably from a commander, um, maybe from a PAO, take a specific idea and kind of um, turn it into any number of different visual or written, um, even audio products to make that idea accessible and make the intricacies of our job and our service accessible to audiences outside of our little family outside of the fob or the ship or the base or the aircraft or whatever. Mm. Um, and I would say it's that, that art of translation that you pick up in MCF. Sign me up for MCF, please. <laughs> I mean, that was, that was good. I feel like I, I'm sold. <laughs> so we'll wait and, you know, some more questions will be coming in. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk a little bit about the, the plus four courses. Mm -hmm. what, what are those? Talk to me a little bit about the, you know, the follow-up courses they can go to. Follow-on courses. All right. So, <laughs> so there are four of them. Um, the writing course, the visual documentation course, the graphic design course, and then the broadcast journalism course. Okay. So you actually don't have to be an MCF graduate to attend these follow-on courses. Most of the students that go through them are, though. Um, so if you're curious about what the prerequisites are, you would have to go onto ATARS to actually see, um, depending on which course you want to attend. So for some people, if they went and graduated from the Navy's um, BMCSC, the Basic Mass Communication Specialist course, then they could possibly attend some of these follow-on courses for a little okay. more training. Um, but it really depends on, again, what course you want to take. Um, and then in these courses, it really, 
it just builds upon the skills that they learned in MCF. So the writing course, they actually, um, they learn even more through sort of a writer's workshop style mm -hmm. for two weeks, okay. so it's 10 days long. And they go even further into story writing uh, skills and techniques like story arc, character arc, scene and description. So that's what they do in that little course. And then um, the, next, the next two, as far as like length, would be the, the visual documentation and the graphic design. And they are both 22 training days. So about a month when you start counting in the weekends. And then again, they build upon what people learn in MCF. So graphic design, they'll learn more about vector and raster-based products, but also they learn some animation, which okay. is pretty cool. Yeah, and then the visual documentation course, which is the one that I work with the most as an academic director, and they learn more about documenting both, uh, well, either or photo or video, um, or both if you're in the Navy, they do both tracks. <laughs> <laughs> really, I don't know why, they have to do both. Um, but uh, so they learn more about uh, taking those photos and taking those videos in in a operational environment. So thinking more of your combat documentation. Got it. So and they they do um, a lot of paintball actually, which is <laughs> a really cool. neat way to There's put them your under. Yeah, <laughs> so, in the class and do yeah. some paintball. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I think a lot of people are jealous that they, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, get to get to play paintball. But it puts them in, into that uh, more serious situation, you know, where they have to be documenting what's going on at the same time that there's like paintball rounds Chaos. coming at their heads. Mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's a pretty cool course. And then the broadcast journalism course uh, helps prepare people for some of the AFN billets. And they learn more about script writing and they put together products with professional equipment and radio show. Okay, so, so more on yeah. in studio type stuff. Yeah. Okay. Good. And then who can attend? You said it doesn't have to be um, right. students through pipeline. Can they attend right then? Uh, I think the other day you were talking about um, you know, in uh, transient or whatever, you know, as they're going sure. to their next duty station. So can they go straight from the course into a plus four or do they have to take a break or? My Sorry, impression, like eight questions. No, I you got you. I got you. My impression <laughs> is yes. So I've had students graduate from my class and jump right into uh, most frequently the VizDoc class. A lot of my Marines wind up going okay. through there um, and then come back and visit my classroom and say, Sergeant Fantosi, today I had to shoot paintballs and get video and get photo all at the same time. And it was really hard. <laughs> and I don't know <laughs> what's going to happen next. Um, so uh, they have really... Uh, grown into write these new courses but i believe the intention is also that someone could come back mm -hmm. from the fleet or field and take them as sort of a booster on their way to another new assignment got it yeah. especially the afn prep yeah. stuff that oh, makes yeah. perfect mm -hmm. sense and i'm sure there's other billets that are out there that have more of a broadcast uh focus those would make more sense for them i'm mm -hmm. assuming yeah. so no that's good it's good to hear because it sounds like that um, sort of those timelines would prepare, prepare them, you know, for the stress and deadlines that we really, that we need. You know, all too often yeah. I heard, you know, uh, two stories a week, I can't do that. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, you'd be surprised what you're <laughs> capable of doing. <laughs> let's put some stress on you, so. Right, sure. how, how many iterations of the course of the MCF, let's go back to that, how many iterations um, do you have a year? Is it set or is it based on services requirements or how's that? It is based on service requirements. So for fiscal year 21 and then also the next fiscal year, we're looking at 18 iterations. Okay. So as much, as many as 912 students will come through in one fiscal year. That's a lot of students. Yeah. That are, that are the perfect communicators, really. I mean, can take, I mean, should have a little bit of uh, social media, a little bit of writing, a little photography, a little videography. I mean, like you're, you're a, you're, you know, 
your communicator in a you know tool bag. That's that's perfect. Um, okay, how are we doing on um, questions? We had we got any more? We have a question. Let's do it. Because uh, I'm running out of questions. Quite <laughs> yeah. honestly. I'm cu super curious about it, but we want to answer their uh, questions too. So hit us with another one. For sure. So I just want to put it out there that I did not put it out to ask a Navy Center question. That was not a thing that I made happen, <laughs> but somebody specifically is asking a Navy Center question from Liz, Liza Dotry. Navy Centric question here. Any touch on Optask VI in this course or any other DEMFOS course, courses, there's a huge emphasis in the operational fleet on Optask VI. Is that a question that, okay, Can it's too Can you say Navy that one centric. more time? <laughs> any touch on Optask VI in this course or in any other DEMFOS course? From a Navy perspective, what is that? Operational, <laughs> so, it's, so it's operational visual, uh, Optask VI is operational visuals. So it's basically everything that we're doing out in the fleet when it comes to maneuvering, when it comes to interacting with other, um, with aggressives out in the field, um, getting those visuals back to the Pentagon, all the things that are going on out in the fleet and field. So I'm gonna guess that we're not there yet in MCS. Yeah, it does sound, uh, Shelby just pointed out, it does sound more like the VizDoc course. Okay, so the VizDoc course will be something that we need to look into. Yeah, we do have Some more sensitive, more sensitive content kind of thing. Right. Operational right. focus mm -hmm. and obviously speed, you know, getting it back. That, that's what it sounds like. So look into the VizDoc course. Yes, yes. they do definitely. Because this NCF is for everybody, right? It's not right. Navy-centric, so yeah. they're getting the foundational information Correct. for a communications background. They definitely increase the tempo in the VizDoc course, so I know that mm -hmm. upload speed, your ability to quickly select the right photos, get your metadata Absolutely. in, yeah, um, is key in there. Mm -hmm. And I know they, um, Right, they're doing this operational stuff with the paintballs. You're maneuvering, you're shooting, <laughs> sure. you're documenting. Absolutely. And they also do some sensitive area yes. documentation in there as well. So documenting, you know, a weapons cache mm -hmm. or some sort of casualty incident. Absolutely. They're practicing yeah. as well. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I think. Do so do it quickly, but here's your bow. We have no bandwidth. <laughs> Go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Any more? Is there a way? <laughs> I think I knew the answer to this, but Mr. Morgan is asking again. Is there a way to clep out parts of the school, of the course? Mm. <laughs> no, there's not. There's <laughs> no fast track. No, I mean, that has occasionally somebody asks, but no, there, there's not at this time. <laughs> I understand. Um, he's like, I already know this part. I don't want to go to that. I don't want to go that month, but can I just stay home? I do get like really experienced students sometimes. I actually have students in my class right now with bachelors in communication, and I tell them the way to show me your expertise is to showcase your attention to detail and your maturity just in a classroom setting. So, um, you know, I would say, come on in, show us your great work, um, collaborate with other people and be a peer mentor to some of your there fellow you students. Um, and, and it is worth your time, it really is, to come that's, enjoy the course. I'm sorry, yeah, that's one thing that I didn't notice um, with a lot of the sailors and the people who had mm -hmm. um, good backgrounds in some parts of the course. They definitely stood up in the class to be good mentors. You know, we have mm -hmm. the award for the Navy, the Bobby McGrill, and a lot of those people yeah. were people who had experience and decided they could do well in class and they could also give back to the rest of the class by being mentors and helping out and do even after hours they were helping out and giving people a lot of advice wow. 
and they really stood out, you know, as leaders. So that's definitely something that I saw. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think I'll take back over here. Um, Thank you. <laughs> for um, for the graduates, well, I guess education-wise, what's next for them? Like once they go back, I mean, we've talked about the plus fours, but are, are there are there things they should do um, at their unit? Are there are there you know courses or classes that are outside of Denfos or things within Denfos that they should do? What what would you recommend there? Either. I Sorry, would I say. Let you paper uh, rock scissors. Oh over yeah. That. yeah. I would say Mass Communication Foundations is called Mass Communication Foundations for a reason. It's step one. Um, there's going to be on-the-job training that you do um, when you get to your first unit, right? Things you're just going to learn about, on the MCF side, the enlisted culture and new ops tempo of being active in the fleet or field. Um, and there's going to be opportunities to find the voice, whether that's the visual voice, the social media voice, the written voice of your specific unit. Um, beyond that, once you sort of get your feet under you, mm-hmm. um, maybe it's time to evolve and come back for one of the intermediate courses. I loved the intermediate courses I came back to Dimfos for and uh, continue to grow in the career field. And that would be like an IPC or something? IPC, DMC is another good one. So, yeah, there's a bunch. And I see some of my old students do come back for them, which is pretty exciting. (laughs) Good. Good deal. So you talked a little bit about Pavilion earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, Are are there some specific areas in there? You said case studies. Are there there some things that you would recommend? Um, Talk to me a little bit about those, I guess. For me, those case studies that you mentioned are one of the strongest um, points of Pavilion. I think it's hard for us to cross-communicate or communicate laterally sometimes in our career field, especially um, with folks from other branches. And Pavilion gives you that joint opportunity to just hear direct testimonials, direct stories from other people who have been through the crisis calm disaster or the community relations um, situation, whatever it may be. Pitfalls and successes, the success stories. Absolutely. Yeah. Success stories and pitfalls, examples of their work, templates you can follow. I mean, if I were in a situation, you know, in a situation and lost, alone and unafraid (laughs) in a unit, Pavilion would be the place I would go to, like, make some quick decisions about what I need to do next and how to do it. Perfect. We're going to do a show dedicated to that, and we're cool. going to bring in, you know, Smee's um, to talk about that specifically. But because I, I think every show we have, they point back to, you know, Pavilion's a great resource for it. So, and we don't do that just to promote, the, you know, the site. We do it because it actually is a good resource. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to talk more about that on another show. Um, what are, I guess, what are some of the typical assignments that a student, you know, they go out and what are the, what are they assigned to? Are they like entry level or are they like mid mid level or like jack of all trades? What, that? Start pretty entry level. Yeah, so the, the like you said, it's foundation. Yeah, they start, so, uh, for example, with writing, they start by writing one sentence, just one sentence, and then it's two sentences, and then it's like a, a small story, and then by the end, they're writing a narrative, which is mm-hmm. three to five pages. So that's one example of how it just kind of progresses, but you know. Yeah, I would just add that it's, uh, it's crawl, walk, run if you look at any mm-hmm. of our subject matters. Um, Everything, everything gets a practice first. That's something I really like about the course as an instructor working with students. You're never doing something for the first time and being evaluated mm-hmm. on it mm-hmm. at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, perfect. So I'm a photography instructor. 
I've taught already in the course um, shutter priority, aperture priority, manual, flash. My students will get graded for the first time next week when they practice awards and presentations photography, mm -hmm. which is great for entry level. It's very um, repetitive. People controlled. are posing, controlled, yep. um, and they just have to know what that what that flash is doing in order yeah, to be okay. Flash is always so scary <laughs> to them. See, I love it because uh, I run the DOD awards program, mm -hmm. uh, the media awards program, and we just finished up. And actually, I, I hear you know what this foundation you know they, it gives them, and basically you're creating the perfect candidate to submit for that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's it's all of those little pieces, mm -hmm. and and really you've taught them to communicate and be the DOD communicator of the year. Yeah. They just got to go you know go do it. Um, so even the graphics part, you know, to have yeah. all of that as an option um, is huge. And so I'm looking forward, hopefully, um, you know, some people are watching or they pass this along and they'll watch in the future. Um, and they'll, you know, take that and go, you know what, I've been trained for this. I've been through the course. Mm -hmm. I'm prepared. Let me just refine it, get really good at it, and then submit to the awards process. That's my plug. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Throw that in there. Okay, well, we're going to go back to social media. We have a couple more questions here. So, Petty Officer Pierre Foy, if you would uh, give us just a couple more. For sure, um, for sure. Got. So, Mr. Carmichael is killing it in the comments. He's answering right. questions Good and all those things. Surprise. But maybe you all can give a little bit more details to some of the questions uh, that were asked. Mr. Morgan, the guy who was asking about the Kleppen, he said he's just excited to join you all at MCF. So, please don't mind his question about Kleppen now. Um, from Petty Officer O'Keefe. There was a question about, is there a way to update course curriculum based on field fleet needs and how quickly does that happen? Ah, so I can, I, I can speak mm -hmm. on a little bit on that one and I know you can as well. Um, so there is not a lot of, there, there is no flexibility. We have to treat, okay, let me back up. <laughs> think about how to phrase it. Um, so we teach what the services want us to teach. So the tasks that we are that we teach, I mean, we can't change those tasks unless the services want them changed. So about every two years is when we have an interim progress review, and that's with the services. And so we'll go back and forth, and they'll give us feedback on how students are doing, and we'll give them feedback as well. So that's the official side. So we have those tasks; they are set, and we have to teach those tasks. But what we do have flexibility on and can change and update is how we teach those tasks. Right. So one of the fantastic things about DINFOS is that there are so many military instructors who are mm. coming in and then they're infusing the course, they're infusing DINFOS with these best practices and the fleet and field and they have those, those personal relevant examples. So and I know you can talk, to, talk <laughs> more about that. And over to you. So my teammate, MC1 Tim Black just arrived um, into our team earlier this year and actually found out he won a 2020 award um, for MCs. Um, this, this new instructor arrived, went through the instructor training course and a technical training course on some of the specific skills of MCF. Mm -hmm. And yesterday he taught social media. So this is someone who, you know, a couple months ago was working social media for, um, I think, some special operations uh, Navy stuff, and now is bringing those anecdotes, best practices, mm -hmm. et cetera, um, right in the class, which I think is so cool. Awesome. Um, because of the timing of the course, you go about six months between teaching something one time and then teaching it again. So um, 
I know for many of us instructors, the, the expectation is I'm going to go through my slides, I'm going to look at um, what's happening in the DOD, I'm going to look at current events, I'm going to look at pop culture, and look back on my own career and infuse this standardized curriculum with examples, screenshots, uh, behind the scenes look at analytics or metadata or whatever mm -hmm. else um, to make the material very real for our students. So um, in that respect, we get to customize um, more current examples into the work. Yeah, I was surprised to hear, <coughs> excuse me, earlier that you know you can, you are a little bit flexible and you can make those changes. And I think the other day we were talking about you know you, there were too many assignments in the grading process, and so you, we really had to adjust that. Otherwise, yes. it was just mm -hmm. never going to, yeah. to be sustainable. Yeah. And that really is what it's about. It's to be able to do this long term, have enough instructors to. To maintain that, so that's interesting. Right. And I think that um, task review is something that you can see on the DIMFOS website as well. Um, and if someone looked at those tasks, it wouldn't say, "Oh, task number three hundred ninety-six is to open Adobe Bridge and edit your <laughs> metadata in a specific <laughs> program." They're written in such a way that the the task would be a student understands how to um, yeah. append metadata onto a photo. So if the program for doing that is updating, if our um, means of doing that are evolving, then we can um, rework how we're teaching that material in real time. Perfect, but they come out with the same skill set. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is what the services want. Yeah. No, that's good. Okay, so I think we got more um, on social media. Yeah, and that, that conversation is going to continue too. I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but you know, we're, we're talking about it here, but you're going you're gonna to continue that conversation and you know, you're, you, you know, the other gentleman is helping us with. That'll, that'll continue on. So don't quit, quit you know, answering your questions or asking your questions now. Uh, because you guys will be monitoring afterwards. Yep. So, okay, over to you. For sure. Uh, yeah. So we have a question from Kellen Stewart, and the question goes: Can you explain how MCF is truly focused on a more joint environment, and explain any personal experiences with teaching this joint course? Hopefully, no crazy Army Navy rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Kellen taught on the pilot course with us. Uh -huh. So that's why we're, we're chuckling a little bit. Oh. Um, yeah, uh, more hmm. DOD-centric. Yeah, very joint. In mm -hmm. fact, it's been um, probably good for a lot of us as instructors. I taught on the pilot team and had to really understand what a chief's rank looked like. <laughs> <laughs> it became important for me as a professional for sure. to greet people the correct way. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know, lately I've just been working really hard to make sure that I'm integrating examples from everybody um, into uh, my lessons. And I've been here for three years. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. you, you mm -hmm. keep working on that all the time. Um, Teaching with Kellen was so nice because he came from an Army perspective. Yeah. He brought a lot of great info from Bragg, where I came from the Air Force. Elise comes from the Army Reserves. We had mm -hmm. Navy service members on our team. Yeah. Really, um, it's, a, it's a joint class. And when I don't know the answer to a Marine Corps question or a Coast Guard question, I know who to, who to send a quick message to in the building and, uh, and supplement the yeah. knowledge. Yeah. For sure, and 
back to what you were talking about earlier, I think it relates to this. The personalization is key, mm. right? Like you, we as instructors, we get to personalize our lessons and get that fleet and field experience and put it into our lessons and get some of those conversations that we're having with our fellow instructors to ensure that is well-rounded. It makes mm -hmm. sense to the entire class and mm -hmm. to, for for everyone to walk away with a better understanding. We're not just talking about Navy-centric things yeah. um, or Army-centric because we know we have the responsibility yeah, it's a to real pass test. information to everybody. Sorry. It's a real <laughs> test of your vocabulary. Um, you know, our specialized <laughs> language goes so deep um, that you can say a silly Air Force thing, all thrust and no vector, and airmen will know what that means and no one else will. Um, someone said Not something me. to me the other day about haze gray and underway. Yeah. And I was like, what, what is that? <laughs> something you don't want to be. No. <laughs> so we're... Uh, or head call. Learning all the time. So uh -huh. I taught a Navy course long enough that I was using Navy lingo. So then yes. I said something about a head call the other day to an instructor, and it was, anyway, they were very, very confused. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Navy's got the best expression. Belay my last, come on. I want to say that every day. It makes me feel like a pirate. I just really like it. <laughs> I'm glad you feel good about it. Because when we say it, we've mistaken. <laughs> we've made a mistake. That's great. Um, I really think that Mr. Carmichael has been answering these questions so, so well. So effective. I know earlier we had a shout out from Kazakhstan, so you guys are international, so FYI, just so you know, you're getting uh, all it's over. It's late in Kazakhstan. <laughs> I think that um, somebody asked about civilians coming to the course, and Mr. Carmichael answered that question, but can you understand how the course works from, um, from the initial training that everybody, you know, our, our boot camps, like how does, so the course, the, the students come from boot camp to this and then, like just so people understand how exactly what this is, why it was so important for us to continue training during the pandemic, where the school, where this training stands in that train, in that pipeline. Yeah, I mean, as long as people were still enlisting and they were still going to basic training and boot camp, our doors had to be open because um, we could not stop that pipeline and and stop the the. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's initial entry training, yeah. right? Yeah. So before, um, unless you're a Coast Guardsman, um, before you can join a career field in your service you have to have some some initial training on right. what mm -hmm. that career field is and how mm -hmm. it works, what the basic expectations of you will be when you arrive into that job as a new soldier, sailor, airman, marine. Coast Guardsmen, uh, if you're lucky enough to have a Coast Guardsman in your class, they've come from three years of just doing the hardest work on a ship. <laughs> um, so they have a little bit of that military knowledge already, but they also have to have this initial training before mm -hmm. they can join the public affairs career field. Yeah. And that's really a big deal, especially because this is the best job you can have. Oh, yeah. I know in the Navy, I hope in every other branch, but you would be hurt if you couldn't go to your initial training and go yeah. out and we would have to do the same things in the Navy to go out to the ship. And, you know, of course, it's a job that we it has to happen. We have to take yeah. care of the ship. We have to do those things. But it's like, I'd rather be holding a camera yeah. <laughs> at this time yeah. than not a broom. Yeah. But uh, it's really, really vital. You know, it's that first step. Yep. before you go out and serve yeah. and actually serve. Mm -hmm. And 108 days of assignments would be, I mean, that would be tough to do in your unit on the job. Practically <laughs> right? impossible. Yeah. You'd be a body that would be working. Yeah. <laughs>
come to the training environment, absolutely. So we're going to wrap things up. Again, the conversation is going to continue online, so continue to ask your questions. Uh, they'll monitor it far into you know, the week um, and, and keep answering those questions there. Um, you've given a lot of good information today. Are there resources besides Pavilion? Uh, do you want to give the website to the DINFO so they can look at the course catalog, or are there any other uh, location where people can go to for resources and knowledge uh, about the MCF course? Well, definitely the, the DINFOS website. Um, if you're interested in attending some of these courses, I recommend you go to ATARS because that's mm. going to have the specific prerequisites that you need to know as well as uh, service requirements. Okay. That I recommend. Absolutely. And the okay. website's going to give you course catalog, schedules, mm -hmm. um, and other updates. So. And of course, Pavilion uh, was another one you guys talked oh, about. Yes. So that's a good resource to make sure you get there. Okay, ladies, thanks so much for um, for joining us today. We're not really on a timeline, but I think we've run out of online questions. Right. And I've definitely ran out of questions. I, you've <laughs> filled us in a ton. Um, remember, Memorial Day weekend is coming up uh, this weekend. Uh, so be safe if you're traveling. There's my safety brief. If you're on water sports, use you know sunscreen or whatever. But also, at some point, please pause to reflect on the true meaning of this four-day weekend, and that's uh, to remember the Uniform Brothers and Sisters mm -hmm. uh, that have paid the ultimate sacrifice uh, that we can enjoy the freedoms that we have today. So please uh, take a moment. Um, thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you next month. Good job over there. Good awesome. to see you again. All, All right. right. Thanks. Yeah, we will. Sometimes we can't shake.